Oh yes, it's time for the return of Backdoor Cover. <laughs> Let's go. What's happening? It's Micah. It's Brad. It's full quarantine time. I'm recording uh, live from uh, my makeshift desk outside my living room. Brad Key joins me from the MWBK studios. What's good, Brad? What What's a makeshift desk, Micah? What did you makeshift your desk out of? Well, I have a, a folding table. Okay. Uh, like a plastic like a card folding table? No, it's like a rectangular one. Um, okay, cool. That we bought at uh, Target for okay. Christmas because we had some people over for Christmas, my parents and some other people. Oh, yeah, you got to add extra seats to the dinner table type of thing. Yeah, and this is, a t- I mean, it's just a trash plastic table. But it's really come in handy. It costs like $19. And now I've got my, nice. my several monitors. I have several microphones set up here. I brought in one of my microphones for uh, for clear audio during conference calls. And uh, That's tight. I currently have three microphones. You speak on a mic on your business conference calls? Yeah, I got a Blue Yeti. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I'm wearing your Bose headphones. It's it's great. It's really nice. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I don't know how Bose I can go Bose back to re- are the greatest. I don't know how I can go back to regular headphones after. Have you put uh, batteries in them and and done the noise cancel thing? No. You might want to do that, but you might never go back if you do. Yeah, no, I don't just, need that. Just I, a warning. Well, thank you for that. Uh, how's everything at the MWBK Studios? You know. Have you taken we're, over we're the uh, along. the studios now? Your work from home office. Yeah. We're, uh, the studios are, are thriving. Ralph is, has never been happier. Ralph's dog. Uh, I work in a, yeah, me and, uh, the fiance work in about a 325 square foot little square. That's all soundproof. So conference calls, that's nice. no reverberation. Everything's good. Uh, this is the perks of having yeah. a podcast company. A- absolutely. And like the clients and stuff who I'm speaking to, they'll see like in the background of my video conference, like the MWBK creative studio, like the big, uh, the uh, sound absorption man, uh, mat on the wall that we have, they uh, they always enjoy hearing about that and hearing about the bullcrap me and you talk about. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Well, let's talk about some of the bullcrap, and we'll uh, distract people, if we can, you know, for at least a little while to talk about um, what else is happening in the world. There is some sports news, so we'll discuss it. Before we do, a quick programming note. Coming okay. today to mind of Micah. You got the button there, Brad? Uh, let's see. I'm it's guessing. the green one in the bottom right. Thank you. Mind? That's, that's yellow. Of Micah. I'm colorblind. Uh, anyway, coming today on Mind of Micah, finally, I apologize for the delay. We will be recapping Curb Your Enthusiasm, the season finale that aired Sunday. Oh, man. Was it good? Did you watch? You haven't watched, have you? No, every week you ask, and every week I say, nope, I'm waiting until it's all done. Well, it's now done. I'm let them all come out, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to binge. They're all out, so you should get caught up this weekend. Uh, it was tremendous. It was tremendous, and I will talk all about it on Mind of Micah. And then coming probably Friday, uh, episode two of Top Chef with Brad and I dropping, well, we'll see if Brad's available, but... Uh, yeah, I'm going to we'll be, be around for that. we got to do that draft today, too. But, yeah, uh, we got to do the draft today, and we got to. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That was actually a, a surprisingly good, smooth uh, inaugural episode for us. Our, our premiere of the Top Chef uh, Fantasy Podcast. I thought we did a good job. We're talking Top Chef every Friday on Mind of Micah. Hit it one more time, Brad. Thank you. 
All right, let's get kind to this. Kind of sounds like the predator, that, that noise. It's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah, you're the predator? Something like that. Chris Hansen going to call on you? Is that Scott Hansen or Chris Hansen? I still don't Whichever know. Whichever one the catcher predator is, it's you get the joke. Well, let's uh, let's talk some sports. That's enough. Let's go. I thought you were talking about Predator, like the Schwarzenegger movie. No, like, I was, and and then I transitioned to oh, and calling me a child a, molester, a yeah, sexual predator. Yes, <laughs> right. See, okay. I, I turned the table on you there. I, I see what you're doing the table there. On you. I see what yeah. you're doing there. I don't like it, but I see what you're doing. Okay, um, let's get to uh, some news and let's notes. Talk. Yeah, the NF headlines: NFL at odds with GMs on April draft. Sources say. Let's see mm-hmm. what this is. The I read it this morning. Oh, you did? Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're talking about continuing to have the draft on its scheduled date, which is in late April. I think it's the 25th or 7th, somewhere the, in that range. The NFL plans to – here, I'll, I'll read the headline, then I'll let you yeah. analyze. Uh, NFL plans to stick with its April 23rd through 25th schedule for this year's draft, despite is. a recommendation from the league's general manager subcommittee uh, that would be moved back due to the pandemic. Yeah, and the complaints are that the, that areas that have been hit harder by the pandemic, California, um, places where they're on strict lockdown quarantine and they can't go into their practice facilities or work with their staff in person are at a disadvantage to the other um, offices around the league that, that would be able to be, you know, together and in person doing these different um I guess preparation and then on yeah, draft night itself as well. There won't so be enough time for physicals, gathering psychological right. testing, getting verified information about players, and some teams having to conduct the draft from home. Right. So that's that's the complaint. That's where the friction is at. Um, I can't imagine this is going to be cleared up by that date. Like, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you can't fly players in for interviews. You, you can't put you people can't on airplanes. Anything. You can't do anything. Uh, this is callous and ridiculous. They should move this thing back. But yeah, I I just I have no idea. I think well, I mean, you know they did the NFL the combine, right. What's that? The combine happened. They did the combine. They did the combine. They got all of the physical measurement of people who are willing to do them. I'm sure there are people who uh, opted not to participate in certain aspects of the combine, but you would think that the teams have a relatively decent understanding of the players that are on the board and maybe not, they can't ask them stupid questions about if their moms are prostitutes or whatever the stupid shit is that they ask them psychological warfare. But I mean, I, I kind of buy this. I kind of don't. I don't, I don't see why it's that big of a deal. They've got college game tape and they've got the combine statistics. I can see how it would be a disadvantage if you were working from a home office, if you're the Los Angeles uh, Chargers or whatever, and you're going against whoever, Tennessee, and they're in their practice facilities and the entire staff is together. And I could see that being a difference in productivity and uh, draft performance, communication, that kind of stuff. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking for any kind of sports uh, entertainment or anything to kind of take my mind off of the monotony of sitting at home all day every day and being on lockdown quarantine. And so I kind of my my first uh, 
inkling or whatever, the way I lean is I hope they do have it so that I've got something to talk about and something to watch, you know, something to take my mind off coronavirus. So, well, you're, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mixed thoughts. That would be the Roger Goodell take, I'm sure, that this thing is going to do a monster. He's thinking of this as a television show. Yeah, and but it, they don't need the ratings. Like, they're going to get good ratings no matter what. And I don't well, think his job is to get good ratings. Thing. And he's thinking okay. this is going to get a big TV number and let's do it. There is an anonymous source here who says, of course, the power owners are going to be calling the shots. Plus, add to the fact that April is going to be the toughest month with the virus. It's a really poor look. And I think that's the bigger issue. Like, are we really going to hand a bunch of, you know, 22-year-olds millions of dollars on national television, show people happy and crying with their families and, you know, celebrating at a moment where this thing is potentially going to be the worst month we've had? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems. I see weird. that as an escape, man. I don't see why it people also seemed are weird like, that, that the NFL. Happens. Yeah, it also seemed weird that the NFL did free agency when they did it in the middle of all this stuff. But they didn't get too much heat. I mean, there were maybe a couple people that talked shit on them, but they got every minute of every of all the airtime on ESPN went yeah, directly to free agency. And I'm sure they're thinking the same thing here. Uh, it just seems all I know is it was counts. the best day of quarantine for me. But like those two days of like heavy uh, activity. Yeah, the free agency. That was That's entertaining. True. Like there's things to do besides just the everyday whole bunch of nothing and work real hard. I just don't know how you can't do physicals. You can't do anything with your doctors, with your training staff. So many of the, the stories you hear about these guys in the draft revolve around injuries yeah. and injury history. And you can't do you can't do any of it. And as you there's mentioned, certainly, there are certainly disadvantages to it. As you mentioned, there's so many dudes that. Um, you know, don't work out in the combine so they can work out their pro day instead or whatever. It just yeah. seems, or they're hurt at the, the combine and they're trying to get right. It just seems, uh, I mean, it's not complete, but I think if you're Roger Goodell, you don't care about that. The only thing you care about is getting a TV number and then you weigh that against the potential for some sort of backlash for being insensitive and being a bad look. You don't, I mean, who cares? As you mentioned, you know, you're you're taking the the Michael Wilbon position here, which I haven't heard Wilbon take this position, but I assume this is the position he'll take. You would guess that this is the angle. Yeah, which take. is it's, a, it's an which entertainment is, product. Well, his That's his position would be just watch the game tape. There, you've got enough information oh. on every one of these players. You don't need to interview them to ask if their mother's a prostitute. Just you know what these guys look like. You've seen that you you know you've had. You're the talking combine. about analyzing the players, right? Right. 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 The, you have game tape. Right, the GM's argument that oh we need more time to evaluate these guys is bunk because you've got you know four years of game tape on most of them. So. Well, I mean honestly, the only type of drills you're going to see are either non-contact, no pads, or you know running around in shorts. And like, yeah, that definitely is informative, but it's not it's not game action. Like the game action, the tape, as well, as you so eloquently put it, that's going to be your best source of information. You for would how certainly these guys think perform so. on the field. I, going going a step further in how people there may be backlash in this that and the other, I just don't understand how how they, people get are getting so hung up on this. It's an entertainment product. It's here to distract us. It's, it is a fantasy life. We already know how many millions of dollars they make. It doesn't matter if they get a check in April or if they get a check in January or whenever it is. I just would like to have entertainment. And there is very little of it right now, and I don't see why it would be a problem to do it now. If if we're just talking about the moral aspects of this and the perception of the nation, uh, people shouldn't be such cucks. Like, just get over it. 
I love Be it. Happy that I love your take. Good. Thank you for having a, a hot take here. Uh, if you want entertainment, you can also listen to Mind of Micah. You hey, already promoted that, you cuck. Hey, Brad. Speaking of cucks. Uh, do you have Do you have the uh, the voicemails pulled up? I know we have one new voicemail. I saw it last night. I do not. You want me to try to find it real yeah, quick? Yeah, why don't you work on that, and I will Wait, go to the next news Wait, play on mine since you're the one recording? What's that? Yeah, Never but I, I think you got to run yeah. it through the, the uh, recording. The road. Yeah, through the road. Okay, I'm with you. We're, we're talking technicalities on the air. This Thank is you. riveting stuff. Yeah, let me. I'll get to the next story, see if you can dig that up for me. I'm on it. All right, the Tokyo Olympics have been pushed back a year, uh, postponed till 2021, which, just for the record, seems like exactly the right thing to do. The question becomes... Uh, I 100% agree, by the way. The question becomes, who pays for the bill for the delay, and how large will it be? The answer, most likely, primarily Japanese taxpayers. Uh, they are guessing that people are, uh, financial magazines are reporting the additional cost being between $2.7 billion and additional, uh, or additional cost being between $5.7 billion. Or, o- organizers will have to renegotiate new leases on venues, pay for maintenance at arenas, and maybe find different fields of play. They will also have to deal with real estate developers who are already selling off thousands of apartments at what will be the athlete's village. The organizers committee, uh, organizing committee employs 3,500 staff, or 30, yeah, 3,500 staff members, and some may lose their jobs due to cost cutting. Wow. It's crazy how much money that the Olympics generates and how, how much it influences the local culture, whoever's the hosting country, whatever. That is crazy, but at the reason why I have a different take on this than I do on the NFL and and the the entertainment aspect of it is this is a worldwide event where people from all over the world come, and <laughs> that's a hot mix like that's a hot mess disaster if you're sending a shitload of people who it's well known that people in the Olympics like in what do they call it where everybody stays that the Olympic, Olympic athletes, Village yeah yeah they They're are. All fucking- uh, they are mingling, yes. They're they're mingling DNAs and stuff. So they, I mean, that's just a, that is a a uh, formula for disaster. I would that that I follow. I'm, I'm yeah. There's no way you can fly people thing. from all over the world, fans and athletes. Even if you just had athletes with no fans, which you couldn't do, like that's it's just that's a disaster. So, and and trying to move it to the fall or postpone it, that would be foolish to move the thing a year and just do it in 2021. And, and I'm glad they finally came to their. Okay, I, uh, let me also say that I don't care about this at all. I've never, I never watch anything <laughs> in the Olympics other than basketball, and I will refuse to watch this. Although I guess if it was on, and it was the only sports we had from July twenty fourth through August 9th, we'd be watching. But uh, or at least you would be. I certainly would be watching the golf, and then there are kind of other yeah, little, I watch some little of the golf events too. and com- there's some little competitions that are interesting, but yeah. Definitely postpone, no brainer. Two point seven billion, is that what you said? Somewhere between two point seven and five point seven billion. Good God, that, is, that amount of money just makes you sick, doesn't it? Uh, the local organizers and the Japanese government say they're already spending twelve point six billion to put on the Olympics. However, a national go- uh, government audit report put those costs at twenty eight billion. That sounds like some irresponsible spending, man. There's always debate about what is and what is not Olympic cost, and there's creative accounting about, you know, how to do this. But 
Uh, I bet when, there are some very creative accountants working this number. No joke. When Tokyo won the bid in 2013, it said the total cost would be $7.3 billion. It's already at a minimum 12 and most likely 28 A lot of public money. This is why nobody wants the Olympics. I mean, this has nothing to do with this, but it's always a loser, and then you're stuck with all of these venues that you can't do anything with. And Anyway, and we don't need to talk about the Olympics. I hate the Olympics, So, uh, but that's being pushed back a year. How about uh, Steve Ballmer? Did you read about this, Brad? Yeah, the new arena. Yeah, did, well, yes. Did you uh, did you find that hotline call, by the way? So I've got the hotline call, and now I am uh, searching for the cord that connects my computer oh. to the road. All right, well, we'll I'm con- almost there, as long story short. Okay, continue. We'll, we'll continue then. Uh, Steve Ballmer has now reached an agreement to purchase the Forum in Englewood, California, clearing the biggest obstacle in his franchise's way of building a new arena in the area. So basically they are, they're buying, uh, the form for 400 million cash, which must be nice just to write that fucking check. Nice. Uh, basically this had been a long standing issue. Um, bomber wants to build a state of the art, 18,000, uh, seat home for the Clippers. And the issue was that the forum, uh, the forum is actually owned by Madison Square Garden and James Dolan for some reason. Right, the New York Knicks, it says. And it, they right? had or, rec- yeah, yeah, Madison Square Garden. Right, and they had recently, um, they had recently like done a ton of of renovating and and like the forum in the last couple of years has come back to being a full time music venue. Uh, and so they were blocking the building of a new arena on the same area. Uh, so. Balmer instead of fi- just decided instead of fighting them in court, I'll just write a big check and buy the damn thing, which is I love that amazing power it's, move. It's, that's a power move. Here's four hundred mil for for a thirty yeah, year old no building. No big deal. That yeah, here's four hundred mil for an old building that nobody cares about. I mean, I I guess people care about it, but amazing. And I've apparently, the, the forum will remain as a music venue. Now I don't. That's what it says here. I don't know how long that's going to last. Um. MSG, that, um, MSG Dolan, argued that the city deceived MSG by convincing it to cede nearby land for development to a technology park that was ultimately sold to Balmer. There were several lawsuits, including two by community groups, attempting to block construction of the new arena, but that's pretty much not going to be an issue. Do you think that um, as part of the contract, uh, Dolan required that they have the music venue stay alive because he's a uh, music artist. Oh yeah, so heart. he can play a gig there. What a scumbag yeah, his, that guy! He, is. he can open the blues act for um, Bruce Springsteen or whoever it is. Yeah, like JD and the Straight Shot, I believe, is what they're called. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got this thing up. You know that dude is. We'll get to it in a sec. Let's wrap this thing up. But uh, okay, you know that guy took out all of the uh, the the water fountains in Madison Square Garden, so people had to buy bottled water. What a scumbag. He is a tremendous, tremendous scumbag. And then he tried to arrest uh, Spike Lee last in January. What a scumbag. Yeah. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. I'm looking for anything about the forum. I guess there's nothing else. Sounds like a nice place. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'd like to go see it. Apparently, the concerts there are really good now. Hmm. All right. Let's go to the hotline. 800-392-6344. If you've been to a concert at the LA Forum, uh, leave us a voicemail, 800. Hey, Micah. Hey, Brad. Whoops. Sorry, I was opening uh, it. 800-392. It just, it just went blind. 
392-6344. Ask us a question, sports-related or otherwise. All right, Brad, hit it. Spruven calling from Arizona again. Wait a minute. Start from the beginning. Hey, Micah. Hey, Brad. Spruven calling from Arizona again. Just sharing some thoughts about what's going on. No sports. Nothing. Depressing. Very depressing. At least right now you're focusing on the tournament, seeing who's getting into the basketball playoffs, baseball season about to start. I want to bash those Astros faces in. You know what? Shout out to Gars. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's too busy sucking that Astros dick all fucking season. Is that and, it? Oh. I don't know. Just depressing. I don't know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> well, thanks for the pod, guys. See ya. Thanks Ruben. for the call. 800 392 Shout out to Gars. is quality uh, uh that's quality. Always in season. 800-392-6344. It is a good point, though. This is one of the best sports times of the whole year. you got the tournament going on. you got the Masters right around the corner. Uh, is spring training, if you're into baseball, basketball is really picking up here as we head down the, the stretch run in the NBA. Uh, Ugh, we're, we're, the NBA playoffs, I miss you so badly. And we're getting it. wouldn't have it. started yet, but yeah. Yeah, but we're still you know heating up that direction. It's it's Plus, we get all the draft stuff. It's really... The Masters hits and hurts the worst, I think. Um, I think you're right. Well, that and the tournament. that's exactly correct. The tournament and the Masters are one and the same. Anyway, it's uh, hashtag sad. I guess we're still in tournament time. Masters is early early April. but That's right. It's the first week in April usually. Thank you for your call. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's move on to a couple more things, and we'll wrap this thing up. How's that sound, Brad? Good. Uh, Marcus Mariota is now a Los Angeles Raider, which is crazy. Um, that is odd. The headline says, he's Marcus Mar- Raiders' Marcus Mariota says he's Derek Carr's backup. Let me read the quote. First and foremost, this is Derek's team, and I understand that. I understand that going in. My priority is going into free agency was to be a part of a team I felt could bring out the best in me. Whatever happens, whatever comes of that, I'm ready for. But I do know to play starting quarterback in the NFL, to be that spot, it's not an easy job to do. And I think when it comes down to it, a strong, stable, supportive quarterback room makes that job a whole lot easier. And that's what we have to do. And I'm not going to and I'm going to do my best to support Derek in every possible way I can. And along with that, I'm just going to try and become the best player I can be and see where that takes me. Uh let me just say this. Marcus Mariota is a beta male cuck. Oh boy. I think this is the best possible situation for him, honestly, because what he he was he came into the league. He's obviously a serious talent and didn't thrive in the situation he was drafted into. For him to come in and ha- have a backup role where there's little pressure, where he can focus on honing his skills and his game and getting used to that organization, and then having the biggest beta cuck of all time in Derek Carr starting ahead of him, someone who he could easily overtake, with really just average performance, probably I would say uh, we, we uh, that see. works pretty good for this him. Is just uh, like they, this team now has the two biggest beta male quarterbacks in the entire league. <laughs> I don't think Mario is, is a beta cuck. He's oh no, that's doing, that's the story on him. He's a, he's a total beta. And uh, oh really? Yeah, that's word on the street, huh? You know, we talked the other day about the you know there's four dudes in the car and one of them takes one of them. Oh, Cam God, Newton comes and God. grabs the car keys. 
Uh, yeah. Marcus Mariota's not in the back seat. He's in the trunk. He's such a beta male. And this yeah, is a guy he's, that... He's not a public speaker, huh? He's not a leader. He's not going to lead your team. He's uh, a, a superior athlete, and uh, but he's never going to get a team to rally around him. And that's uh, okay. that was the, the whole reason that John Gruden wanted to get rid of Derek Carr in the first place is that he was such a beta male that needed that would not stand up and could not inspire people. And then they they went out and got Marcus Mariota. I just don't understand it other than um, other than their general manager, uh, Mike Mayock, and Gruden, who were both in TV at the time. Mariota came out, thought he was the best player in the draft, and they just think they can get him. So, uh, you know. I will say this. For a backup quarterback, I mean, he is as good as you're going to get as a backup roster spot. Like, if you're looking at it from a perspective I of, guess. yeah, he's he went going to be our backup. two and four last year as a starter on a team that then went to the AFC championship game after him. So, uh, yeah, I, let's see, I forget how much money he's making. He's making pretty, pretty good paper. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah. He set to earn, I don't know what, what his total is. But I mean, he, that would indicate to me that they intend for him to eventually start if they're paying him a lot. Well, but I mean, I, he's I not paying a lot, sure, but. but he's paying more than your average backup quarterback. I would imagine. Anyway, so there's the, there's your beta cuck email of the day beta cuck update <laughs> uh do you want to talk about baseball basketball discussing I returns mean, cuban has come out not happening cuban saying that he's hoping for a mid-may nba return uh that would be tight reason for optimism i am not that optimistic i'll just say that mm, um me neither yeah not not by a long shot but that's you know that's just me uh, MLB and the union weighing variables to for the potential restart of the season. Uh, they're you know the the baseball union is so strong. They're discussing stuff like uh, advancing portions of player salary and receiving assurances from teams that non-player employees will receive paychecks at least through April. Um, anyway, all of that stuff. I could. We'll just see. I, I don't even really want to talk about this stuff because who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Sorry to toss Postpone water. Postpone it for for a later date when we get uh more information to talk about. Yeah. Uh yeah. anything else? I think this has been a nice little check and nice little warm up. Yeah. It's, uh, it's always good things, to to hear from you, Brad. I hope the people enjoy you know, hearing from I, us. If we can just kind of all hunker down for three, four weeks, I think that this will definitely at least start trending in the correct direction and maybe he will start seeing a little bit of life and uh, sports and entertainment and television. I sure we'll hope see. so. I th- you know what the uh, best my fingers are crossed. You know what the best thing they can do is. Tell me. I saw a tweet yesterday, so I, I don't know who tweeted, but I loved it. Is you just put Dabo, Nick Saban, uh, you know who, what's the name? The guy that, who's at Florida now. Um, uh, is it? I don't remember. Is it, it McIlwain? No, 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 no. That's the basketball coach, isn't it? Oh, McIlvain used anyway. to be there. Uh, it, it, damn, the guy at Mississippi State. I can see his face. I just can't, you know, whatever. You put all these these college football coaches in totally, you know, of course, Coach O, the greatest PSA speaker of all time. You put them in totally empty football stadiums and you say, stay home for the next three weeks or we won't play football this fall. Yeah. And you, you don't Dan think. Dan Mullen. Yeah, Dan Mullen. Mullen. And you don't think the SEC, you, you don't think people would stop going to the beaches in Florida? I mean, come on. That's game over. <laughs> this is the way that you keep people home. You threaten them with college football. Uh, so hopefully that happens. Oh, either that or I just want Coach O giving all the PSAs forever. 
Um, yeah, they'll just have to have like a little ticker on the bottom, like where they have like a closed caption so you can figure out what he's actually saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. All right, Brad. That's you're the it, greatest, buddy. brother. No, you're the best. Uh, we got you out of here with, with five minutes to spare. I'm playing you off. You Until like next time, check out uh, check out Mind of Micah and uh, call our hotline. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.